I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 377 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss any of the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have got a phenomenal guest for you guys today. Al Roker is a legendary weatherman who has been a weather forecaster since 1974. He is the face of NBC's Today Show and also the co-anchor on Third Hour Today. Nobody does the weather quite like Al Roker. He's got a personality that is just built for TV. He has been with NBC for over 40 years. He has been the host of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade coverage for NBC since 1995. He is also the author of several books, including a brand new one that's dropping later this month on July 28th, titled You Look So Much Better in Person, True Stories of Absurdity and Success. The pre-order for that book is down there in the show notes. Al Roker will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please... Stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Al Roker was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch the conversation between the legendary forecaster and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and this will be my final episode of the podcast for a while as I will be shutting it down for the summertime. Be sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for updates about the podcast. And I've got some really tremendous news that's coming soon. I'm dying to announce it. Uh, I will be continuing to upload previous episodes of the podcast to my YouTube channel. So if that is where you enjoy listening to the podcast, more content is coming your way. The month of June was just packed full of really awesome guests. So if you missed out on any of them, you got to go back and take a listen to some of the dads who stopped by the podcast here, including Boys to Men Singer, Sean Stockman, Backstreet Boys singer Nick Carter, Medal of Honor recipient Matthew Williams, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, actors Dean Cain and Kenny Johnson, comedian Joel McHale, and so many others. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of you listeners out there that continue to show me so much support and love. Uh, This podcast really means the world to me, and it wouldn't be anything without the support of you guys. And as always, please help me spread the word about this show to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day. Right here with me, and I'm going to be right back with legendary weatherman Al Roker. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, Dad, today's episode is being brought to you in part by Bottle Breacher. Bottle Breacher was founded by former Navy SEAL and former guest on First Class Fatherhood, Eli Crane. Bottle Breacher provides handcrafted 50 caliber bottle openers made by active duty service members and veterans. The staff at Bottle Breacher used to use 50 caliber ammunition to defend our country downrange. Now they use them to provide the best man gifts, groomsman gifts, and promotional products on the market. Open your next call one in style, and First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 20% off their entire order by using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit BottleBreacher.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout to save 20% off your order. Believe me, once you see them, you're going to want to get one. And once you use it, you're never going to want to open another bottle without it. Go to BottleBreacher.com and use that promo code FATHERHOOD to save 20% off your order and open your next cold one in style. Joining me now, First Class Father, Al Roker. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Well, thank you very much. Good to be here. All right, let's start it like this. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? Uh, I've got three kids, 33, um, almost 22, and almost 18. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. What type of uh, sports or activities were they into growing up? Well, um, my my oldest wasn't that sports oriented. My middle girl played, you know, intramural sports. My son is, uh, he, you know, he likes, uh, he, sw- he swims, uh, plays basketball. You know, that, uh, but they, they, we weren't, I'm not horribly athletic. I'm not that great an athlete. So uh, uh, I probably, their mother is a much better athlete than I am. <laughs> All right. Well, Al, if you could, maybe for the one or two people who don't know, if you could just hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, my background is I'm a television weatherman. I've been in, in the business for almost 50 years, the last, uh, 40 working for NBC, uh, and the last, oh gosh, since 1995, been doing the Today Show, uh, doing weather, feature reporting, co-hosting, uh, getting to travel the world, see a lot of great events, including a number of Super Bowls and a number of Olympics since uh, the Atlanta Olympics in 1996. Uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a good run. Yeah. It's been incredible to watch your career over the years here, Al. And so al- along this journey, about how old were you then when you first became a dad and how to becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Well, you know, I first became a dad, let's see, well, 33 years ago. So, uh, I was, um, 33 and, um, cause I'm going to be 66 in August and suddenly, you know, your life changes because, you know, you spend most of your adult life. It's all about you. Then you get married and it's about all about you and your wife. And then it changes completely. You know, it's it's um, it's all about this person protecting them and trying to keep them safe. And uh uh, you know, it it's uh, one of those things that it, it, my dad always said to me, you know, uh, you never stop worrying about your kids, no matter how old they are. And uh, it's true. You know, I mean, my my oldest girl is engaged, you know, probably married in, within the next year. And uh, it won't matter. I'll still be worried about her and uh, probably then a grandchild. And, and, and it just so it goes down the road. Yeah, well said. All right, so um, what are some what what were the top values that you hoped to instill in your kids when they were growing up? Well, you know, I think the same things my dad uh, instilled in me uh, to try to be uh, a good person, to try to uh, uh, treat others as you would have others treat you, to be fair, uh, to work hard. Uh, my dad said, you know, look, you're gonna and look, it's it, it's funny with everything that's going on right now and talk about uh, race. Uh, and this wasn't, you know, uh, in his mind, a negative. It just was, you know what, look, you're going to have to work twice as hard and be twice as good as the, the kid next to you to get half as far. And so I've got a very strong work ethic, and as do my kids. They're hard workers. and um, But I want them to treat people the way they want to be treated. Uh, and, and, you know, this whole uh, notion of not seeing, you know, people, I'm, I raised my kids to be colorblind. No. I don't think that's right. I think I think it's it's all right to see color, uh, uh, but to treat people that but the, the, that the color doesn't matter. That you treat people equally and you treat them fairly, uh, because that that's part of who we are. It's part of our part of our DNA, part of our culture, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Al. And I, and I think that uh, the important thing is that uh, fathers are teaching those lessons to their kids. And I know right now in our country. We got a fatherless crisis going on. We have so many kids that are growing up or being raised without a dad in their life or a father figure in their home. 
And uh, that's been creating some devastating results in our society as well. And I think those messages of treat others the way you want to be treated, a lot of that comes and starts in the home, in the family. So um, I, I think if we could tighten up a lot of our family units, I think we'd see a lot of these problems start to go away. Well, look, I, I'm going to tell you, I know I know a number of, of single parent households. And, and, you know, look, it's hard. It's hard for those people, whether it's a man or a woman. But I think there are a lot of people doing... Uh, really good work, and then and then, and then there are father figures within that community, whether it's somebody at school or it's somebody at church or something like that. Um, you know, I, I think that's because listen, just because uh, uh, biologically you had a child, that doesn't necessarily make you a father. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more there, Alan. I know there's many, many stepdads, other dads, role models that stepped up to the plate and have made a major impact on so many kids' lives. And I know discipline is one thing that's important, too. What type of disciplinarian are you as a father? And is it different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Well, look, you know, it was a different time. My dad, you know, it's funny. We joke, uh, uh, my sisters and brothers and I, you know, that dad was, uh, he was tough. He, he maybe whipped that belt off. But I think in my entire childhood, I maybe got a spanking with the belt twice. Uh, it was more the threat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't we you know we we parent a little differently now you know it's uh but i think that, that i don't think there's anything wrong with a little fear you know uh, i think there's nothing wrong with respecting your being respected as a parent and your kid being a little afraid of you too there's nothing wrong with that yeah i, I agree with you there al yeah my father was 50 years old when he had me he was born in 1930 so his style of this one was much different than mine i have four kids myself and it's far different than the way I discipline my own kids. Um, and I know that you have, um, uh, I, I recently had a, a Sean Stockman on here from Boys to Men. He has a son with autism. I know you have a son with special needs as well. When did you first realize um, that your son was special needs and what kind of advice do you have for other parents out there that are just finding out their kids are special needs? Well, you know, listen, it, it was one of those things that happened. Uh, we realized it early, fairly early on, uh, three, four years, well, three years old. Uh, but I think the, the only message and listen, every every case is different. Uh, but I would say don't put limits on on your kids because you don't know how far they will go. I mean, we didn't at three years old. Uh, our son hadn't walked or talked. And, you know, he's almost 18 now. He has a black belt in Taekwondo. Uh, he's won a couple of gold medals in swimming at the Special Olympics. He's a he's on a, a, a regular needs kids basketball team with the Y. Uh, you know, he's a sophomore in high school. He's making plans. He wants to go away to college. So, you know, uh, and again, every kid's situation is different, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't think, I think you, I, I, and I don't want to be insensitive. I think you can do them a disservice by not giving them every opportunity. And I know most of the parents do, but, and it's difficult. It's tough. It's a tough road to hoe, but, um, it's worth it. Yeah, well said. And I know you mentioned there that you have a daughter getting enga that's engaged here. My youngest is my only girl. She's only five now, and I'm already dreading those years down the line when she starts dating. How did you handle uh, the dating scene when it came to your kids, especially with your daughter here? All right, dads, are you prepared to unveil your summer bod? Manscaped is here to ensure that your post-quarantine body is ready to make its shirtless debut. Don't be that guy on the beach with a bushy Chewbacca chest that's out of control. And chances are that Austin Powers sweater vest look isn't going to be your ticket to Ladyland this summer. 
Trim that bear rug down to size with Manscaped's third-generation waterproof cordless body trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0. It is the best trimmer on the market for those in need of a chest shave. Don't take a chance giving yourself an accidental nipple piercing using a traditional razor. This third-generation trimmer features skin-safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners are getting 20% off plus free shipping with the code FATHER at Manscaped.com. Did you hear that? That's 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped.com using the promo code FATHER. And you can start trimming that nest on your chest today. You mentioned there that you have a daughter getting enga- that's engaged here. My youngest is my only girl. She's only five now, and I'm already dreading those years down the line when she starts dating. How did you handle uh, the dating scene when it came to your kids, especially with your daughter here? Well, you know, I think uh, you, you've you got to let them, uh, unless there's somebody, they're dating somebody that's physically or emotionally abusive, uh, I think you kind of have to let it go because uh, you may think they're a jerk. Uh, and, and when you express that, I think it draws them closer. So you kind of have to let the relationship take its course. And, and in due time, you hope that they realize that the guy was a jerk. And in fact, my daughter was involved with one and eventually let it go. And now she's with a really terrific guy and they're engaged. And, you know, it, it's not easy. You bite your tongue. But, you know, it's like, OK, here you go. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. All right, well, you got the new book coming out. You look much so much better in person, uh, July 28th. What was the genesis of the book? What's it all about? Well, the book is basically my uh, career advice, if you will, that maybe you use personally. It's not, I'm not, it's not a how-to. It's not a what you should do. It's, this is what's happened to me. Use it. Don't use it. I think you'll have a laugh reading it. And the title came from every day when I go out to the Today Show Plaza, pre covid uh pandemic uh yeah I shake hands with people and at least one person would say oh my gosh you look so much better in person and <laughs> and all right well you know i i know you mean that as a compliment but you know i'm on tv so that really isn't much of a compliment but you know it came from a good place but i i always chuckle at it so i've decided to make it the name of the book yeah, I'm excited to read that here, Al. And, um, you know, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned there the pandemic. What has um, been the biggest change for you? I mean, you've been doing this uh, media career for your entire life here. What's been the biggest changes or shifts for you during this whole pandemic that you've had to adapt to? Um, it wasn't so much adapting as it is. Um, I just I haven't had to travel. Um, I'm I'm going on more than three months now. And this is probably the longest period of time uh, in my Today Show career that I have not traveled. And the, the upside to that has been a lot of time with my son and my wife. Um, you know, the kids, my other, my girls are out of the house, obviously. My one girl is in college in Paris. And so uh, uh, she's not home. But, you know, it's been nice to be to have this uninterrupted time just to just to be not running for a plane, not, you know, getting in a car, just, just hanging out. I'm, I'm looking right now in my backyard. I got a garden growing right now. I just haven't had time to do that. Um, it's been, it's been really, really good. Yeah. I think that's one of the things, Al, as we move forward here, we get way beyond the, the pandemic and we look back, we'll kind of, we'll miss that time that we did have where everything kind of slowed down and we had a chance to spend so much more time with the people that we do love and why we do all the things that we do once we get back to the hustle bustle of the real well, world. 
I do think that it, I think we will question a lot of things now. Do we really need, you know, with Zoom and, and Skype and do we really need to get on that plane and travel for two, three hours for a, an hour, two hour meeting? Do we need to, how much are we going to maybe pull back and say, you know what, I, I can do this. I can be as efficient. I mean, the number of places and people who have found out that they don't have to go, they can do from home. Uh, look, I don't know how, how long NBC will let me do this, but you know, I, I think there's, um, I, th- I think people are going to be a lot more questioning of, of, of their time and how they spend it. Yeah, there's no doubt many changes uh, will be coming as a result of what's going on here in 2020. And uh, what about Al, what kind of advice do you have for the parents out there that have kids that are interested in a TV uh, media career? What, what, what kind of advice would you give those parents how to steer the kids? I tell them to keep them away as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's it, it's a different world uh, than when I was coming up. You know, you went to school for, you know, communicate. Well, I'm so old. It was radio called radio and TV. Uh, now it's communications. Uh, but the media landscape has changed. You know, uh, you don't have to be on TV. You know, you can be on this or or any any number of platforms. Uh, I I but I still tell people that I think your bet. And when I speak to students, I think your best bet is uh, getting a good rounded education to to be curious to read. I I mean not just online. Read books. Read newspapers. Uh, and, and find different points of view to try to be as as well-rounded an individual as possible. Because if you don't uh, go into this business, you know you still got to live. You still have to create. You still have to be part of this world. It's same as uh, same thing. I would tell any basketball player, football player, soccer uh, athlete in high school. Odds are you're not going to be a pro athlete. But you are going to be a human being, and you've got to be part of this world. Yeah, good stuff, Al. And listen, you've had such a successful career here. You've been doing it for many years. Uh, I know you got the book dropping here on July 28th. What kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future? What's next for you? You know what? I've always um, been amused by people who have these five-year plans. You know, I'm going to be doing this. Who knows? You know, I I, I don't have plans because I think if if you're too structured – you cut yourself off from opportunities. So just be open, you know, just, you know, just look ahead. Don't do stupid stuff, but, you know, just be open to whatever's going to happen. I never planned to be on TV. I was going to be, I was going to work in TV. I was going to be a writer or a producer and a college professor of mine put me up for a job doing weekend weather in my sophomore year. Who, if I'd said no, where, where, what would I be doing today? I don't know. But, uh, I think that the goal is to be open, to be, you know, don't, you know, plan, you know, goals are good. Plans are bad. Yeah, right on with that, Alan. Last thing I want to hit you with here, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Um, just, you, you, you just know that you're going to make mistakes. That's just part of being a parent mom or dad um but i think and again to my it goes sort of to my last point just be open to um constructive criticism you know i i think early on maybe i made a mistake of 
being a little too rigid. And I think it's funny. I looked at my parents. I my baby brother, baby brother, is uh, more than seventeen years younger than me. Same parents. There are six of us. Three of us biological. Three of us adopted. And I looked at my parents. By the time my baby brother was was a teenager, I kept my sister and I would look and go, "Who are our parents?" They're letting this kid get away with murder. He's doing all this stuff. What the heck? And finally, I said, well, I said, who are you people? And he said, we're tired. We just realized we don't, we didn't need to, we don't need to be as tough. It's all good. You guys are fine. And, and I think that's part of it. You know, if you, you put your heart and soul into them and you treat them well, they're going to turn out okay. I mean, there's, I, I guess, exceptions to every rule. But for a new parent, you know, and, and especially a new dad, just be there and and you know what your 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 wife may give you a hard time about wanting to dress the kids or pick out nursery furniture be just go ahead but my it drives my wife crazy i would i would buy stuff for my girls you know she says, that's what do you why what dad wants to go shopping at hannah anderson or or j crew kids for the, your his daughter's dresses i liked it you know uh um and, and i think it's there should be no no roles. You're just a parent, you know, and, and just and just go from there. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Al Roker, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. You got to do. Thank you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Al Roker for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you lock it into my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace, for updates about the podcast here. This was my final episode as I am shutting it down for the summertime here. I hope all of you dads out there enjoy the summer with your families. I will be kicking it back up again in September. Follow me for updates, and I got some big news that I will be announcing soon. I'm dying to let the cat out of the bag on that. So follow me on social media, on Twitter, at Alec Lace. You know where to find me. I can't say thank you enough for listening. I'm Alec Lace. This has been First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as the trees, but it's all feeling so